Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today's episode is brought to you in partnership with Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to see what the hype was all about. Now, I literally can't miss a day. It's the first thing I put in my body every single morning. As someone who suffers from IBS, AG1 has completely improved my gut health and allows me to have sustained energy throughout the day. And since I'm always on the go, the travel packs make it so easy to stay consistent wherever I am. Love it. I've personally been taking AG1 for a while. And as someone who lacked a multivitamin routine, AG1 has been the perfect product to mix into my morning routine. Truthfully, I was a skeptic at first as I'm with most supplements and vitamins, but I've felt noticeably better at the start of morning workouts and definitely have seen an improvement in my digestive health. I tend to mix my AG1 with two tablespoons of lemon juice and coconut water, and it's delicious. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash STW. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash STW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Sunscoop founder Carly Bloom and co-founder Chelsea Fisher. Sunscoop is a plant-based ice cream company that is reimagining classic favorite flavors with organic ingredients and superfood twists. Carly originally founded Sunscoop out of her own love of ice cream, but no longer could enjoy what was offered due to a number of allergies and sensitivities. Together with Chelsea, they've created an ice cream brand that is not only delicious, but also makes you feel good. We talk about their flavor innovation, their recent rebrand, navigating the freezer space, and so much more. Carly and Chelsea, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, thank you for having us. We're so excited to be chatting with you. Um, so for our listeners, and just a quick background, could you tell us who you are and what Sunscoop is? Yeah, so I'm Carly, and I'm the co-founder of Sunscoop, and this is Chelsea, co-founder. Um, I'm also the CEO, and she's head of R&D. Um, and yeah, a little bit about Sunscoop. So a little bit about myself and my background with Sunscoop. Um, so Sunscoop is really first of its kind plant-based ice cream with made with a fresh organic coconut cream and superfood ingredients. And we're allergen friendly and refined sugar free. So really sort of disrupting the market, uh, especially in ice cream. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't come from a food background. Um, didn't know a thing about ice cream prior to starting Sunscoop. Um, I actually was a wardrobe stylist back in the day. Um, you know, definitely a full-fledged creative. Um, have always had my pulse on trends and and what's going on in the market, but what really inspired Sunscoop is 
my whole life I've really struggled with severe food sensitivities and I'm sensitive to gluten, dairy, nuts, refined sugar, um, you name it. And, and I love ice cream. And I, I really, you know, thought about ice cream as I, I see it as, as, as a, it's, it's big, you know, ice cream brings so much joy. And I really felt like there was a space to sort of disrupt ice cream and make it better. Um, and so, and so that's kind of how the, the idea became. Um, and then I can get more into that. Uh, it, it, it's been a journey to say the least, you know, um, but, you know, I met Chelsea, who is an absolute genius at um, flavor development and, and building out that product. So she sort of helped me make the dream come true. Yeah, and, uh, that's very nice of you. Thank you, Carly. <laughs> um, I'm Chelsea. So Carly brought me on in 2018. Um, the plan was just to have me develop the first four flavors for CPG. Um, and yeah, she caught me kind of at the perfect intersection of my life. I was opening a restaurant. I was doing like classes like for med school, basically. I was in microbiology at the time and it was just kind of the perfect combination for me. And um, she asked me to do this job and I walked right in having never made ice cream before and told her that I could do it. And here we are today. So it's been an incredible journey full of much more science that I could have ever expected, but it's been incredible. <laughs> I love that your first foray into packaged goods is the hardest product. Oh yeah. In the entire yeah I had no store. idea. Like <laughs> freezer, shipping logistics, like there's so many, th- plus adaptogens, plus plant-based, like you just add to that list, like let's just tick them off. So I think there's a couple, uh, there's so many things that make Sunscoop unique. And I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys because I'm allergic to God knows everything under the sun. So you're one of the few ice creams that I can have. And ice cream brings me joy every single night. Um, but I think what sets you apart. So, you know, the, the non-dairy ice cream space has been, is now getting more and more crowded. And I feel like there's yeah. a new nut milk or whatever that's popping up. And I think what sets you guys apart is this like adaptogen and superfood, you know, angle that you have a twist on. And I know you recently went through a rebrand. Can you kind of talk about like why superfoods and how you guys are using them in a unique way and how you're like really expressing that to the consumer? Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, it it all sort of ties in with, I mean, my original and and Chelsea's um, journey to heal ourselves and and there was absolutely no better way, um, in my opinion, than ice cream to infuse these incredible super healing superfoods. But really, it also tied it really mostly tied in with my journey on healing my gut, um, and and not only making a product that tasted incredible, but I've been really focused on make um, on creating something that makes me feel incredible. And we were really first to market with this. Um, I launched the brand in Smorgasburg in 2018. And I was putting superfoods that people had never heard of in chocolate sauces um, in our base. And, and, and it just blew up and it was so innovative and so disruptive. And there are some challenges that, that come along with that that we could get into. But again, going back to what I was saying earlier, um, we, there was a lot of dairy-free ice creams on the market that were just trying to imitate dairy. And I didn't think anyone was doing it better. And it was really important to me if we were gonna come out with a plant-based ice cream that as you know, is one of the hardest categories to be in, it better have had 
incredible ingredients, super clean, minimal ingredients. It, it, it better be creamy and taste good. And I think we've really been successful at achieving that. Yeah. And I think to go back to the superfoods, it's just really important to us to, you know, when you start small, you can use the best ingredients ever. And as you scale up, that becomes more and more challenging. Um, so not only, you know, adding the adaptogens and superfoods, but sticking to that limited ingredient panel um, that kind of showcases the beauty of those ingredients. And again, like Carly said, um, being able to like indulge, but still honor your body is really important. So we've been on a huge journey, especially as we brought in some food scientists to not let them put protein powders or weird chemicals as we scale up. And um, we've spent like four years working on our base. So <laughs> it's been a wild journey. Well, you've, you've done an amazing job crafting that base, but I think what's so interesting, we kind of touched on it of this like superfood adaptogen kind of angle, but you did recently go through a rebrand and I saw the difference on the shelves and it was, I, I love, I mean, I love the old packaging, but I love the new packaging as well. And it's super clear messaging. And I'm curious, what was the intention behind so for example, one of your flavors was strawberry maca. Now it's supernatural strawberry. Um, and I, I work with a lot of, like, I talk to a lot of companies that necessarily like deal in this adaptogen space and consumers are so confused sometimes, like what is an adaptogen? What's maca? What's not maca? What was your intention behind this rebrand? And how do you think it's changed the way consumers are approaching your ice cream? Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of thought that has gone into, you know, we were formerly, um, <laughs> we were formerly Cocos, um, and then we were Coco, and then we were Sunku. <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of learnings have gone into the involvement of our brand. Um, but you know, we we look at everything sort of holistically and where we want to take the brand. And, and right now, while we're definitely focusing on more natural and specialty stores, we're also beginning the descent into. Um, more conventional stores like Albertsons and Ralph's and all these and, and looking at all these opportunities that, you know, all these big stores are starting to approach us and, and want our product. Um, and, and what we've found is, um, you know, we want to limit the, um, we want to limit the different barriers on the shelf. And um, so it, it definitely made sense for us, you know, instead of Moringa mint to go for mint chip, um, but we were more using those superfoods in our flavor description and a little bit of a superfood spotlight. So we definitely include the superfoods a lot in our branding and marketing and voice and tone, um, but we did want to make it a bit more approachable for both natural and specialty. And it's definitely been working. Um, it, it's definitely been helping to increase our velocity and as we grow in scale. Yeah, yeah, I think that an issue or one thing that we just worried about is as we create such a beautiful product, not having it be alienating to anybody. So Carly said descent, but I would say we're ascending into the <laughs> Albertsons of the world because it's really, you know, when you start off, your price point has to be high, but as you scale, you can get it lower and just become more approachable in general from yeah. a price point standpoint, from a branding standpoint, um, and then hopefully maintain your ingredients. Totally, there. totally. So Chelsea, I feel like you probably have such a cool, I mean, both of you have great jobs, but you get to like build recipes and like create these flavors and tastes and whatnot. And I know both of you are part of that, but 
when you guys are approaching recipe development, can you take me through, obviously we're not going to get the total behind the scenes, but I'd love to understand like what that process is like. Are you, obviously there's the favorite hero ice cream flavors that are out in the world. So you wanted to make those ones better, but you guys have some very unique, I think your wild blueberry crumble is so unique. Your strawberry is so unique. Like your toasted coconut butter is so unique. Like how did you think through these flavors? And then what is that process like to actually, you know, what, what to make them? Right. Um, a lot of, a lot of this is based off of, I think Carly's insight into trends and then also just some things that she dreams up and then I make it a reality, (laughs) um, which is fun. And sometimes I like, don't even know how it happens. I was like, how do I make ice cream? I kind of enter like a fugue state (laughs) for like (laughs) an hour and then, you know, kind of eyeball things for a while and just let myself kind of let loose with the ingredients. And then from there kind of recreate it, having known what I just did to an extent. Um, And then I've learned a lot about how things scale up. Um, But yeah, it comes from like some heavy, intense brainstorming sessions um, with me and Carly and then our sales team gets involved. And I think that we're really looking forward to having a scoop shop again, where we can make some really interesting flavors. Um, we're held back a lot by the dinosaur pace of this business and like spins data that you need for each skew. And so you can't really trade them out that often. So I think that that's like something that is a little, I don't know, holds us back creatively a bit, but I think that because of that, we really focus on each flavor and try to make it as interesting and incredible as it can be, even though it's like a standard quote unquote mint chip, we put our own twist on it. Yeah, exactly. I would say, you know, we really, we really look at classic flavors, but give them an innovative, innovative superfood twist. So we didn't want to just come out with chocolate, strawberry, mint. Um, And what we've learned is the wacky flavors that you see at like salt and straw, um, those don't perform as well in stores. It, it blows my mind, but like what, you know, people are not bu- buying like a miso sesame crunch that sounds so delicious in a scoop shop. People want chocolate, people want vanilla and it just still blows my mind. So yeah, so we, we try to do our best to innovate in, in our way, but while also keeping it classic and recognizable. It's true. You bring up a really interesting point, like what someone wants as a single scoop on a Friday night when they're walking down the street is so different than what they're buying on their weekly grocery run that they're going to keep in their freezer and have like nightly or whatever. Like those are such different, those are two different selling points, two different worlds. So is there a flavor that you guys have tested or made that has not been like out in the world, but something that either was like a flop or you just like tried and it didn't work out or something? I don't know if we've necessarily had a flop, um, which is great, but I think one that I love so much that we haven't put out is um, a salted maple tahini with like a date swirl. It's such a good flavor and it's just like a little bit too advanced for CPG. And so it's just waiting for its moment to shine in some pop-up or something. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. Have we had any flops, Carly? No, I don't think we've had any flops. I mean, we, we, we've been really fortunate to do brick and mortar pop-ups along the way, which has been a big part of our strategy um, and really growing that brand awareness and getting creative and trying new things. 
uh, I would say, you know, we did a peaches and coconut cream in our scoop shop in Soho, which was really successful and probably one of my favorite flavors to date, but that just wouldn't do as well um, in, in the store. Um, I can tell you that we, we had a vanilla tart flavor, which was, which was cultured with probiotics and, and had a little bit of a strong lemon flavor. I love it. I still miss it. I still think about it, but the consumer was sort of, you know, wanting a little bit more of a classic vanilla bean. So, well, I didn't say it was necessarily a flop. I would say we definitely pivoted, um, to give it more of that ma mass market appeal. Um, and we still get emails about that flavor. And sometimes we just look at each other after an email, like, where's your vanilla tart? And we're like, we feel the same way, <laughs> you know, yes. wondering if we should have kind of gone gung ho with that and seen if it like picked up steam. Um, so yeah, of course it's a learning experience, but um, I will say my first renditions of mint chip, which was Moringa mint chip were absolutely horrendous. <laughs> Carly really wanted it to be blue and we don't use any alternative coloring or anything. And I just couldn't, things that are blue are usually purple unless you're using um, blue spirulina, which is like truly blue, but it also tastes like fish food. <laughs> so yeah. as I was making these like first renditions of that flavor, it really tasted absolutely terrible. Um, but now it's a beautiful, really well-balanced ice cream so yeah so recently I mean you you as you mentioned you're you've done your some pop-ups in brick and mortar and you had a scoop shop and it sounds like maybe a scoop shop is coming in the future at some point um and now currently as we're recording this there's a summer partnership going on with with goop sun goop sunscreen um and you have this crazy yellow flavor that I that I need to try. Um, what is your, and I know that you guys did a partnership with Sydney from Toto. Um, what is the partnership strategy, and how do you feel like that's kind of extending the brand in a way? Yeah, we're we're really excited. I mean, this Super Goop uh, collab has been wildly successful, um, and you know, just pop ups in general have have for us is what has helped us to really grow and big, been a big part of our success and helping our velocity on shelves. Um, I'm always looking at partners that are really complementary to our brand and just make sense. So we pitched Supergoop, um, you know, about six months ago now. And, you know, they're obviously a huge brand. I'm such a fan of their products. And it just made sense, right? We're, we're all serving sunshine. So I really wanted this to be the summer of sunshine. What's bigger than sunshine? So um, so we pitched it to them and they absolutely loved it. And it's been it's been a dream come true for us. It's been a lot of hard work, but you know, our, our truck is on the road for 30 days. We're handing out free samples. Everyone gets a coupon, um, which, which you know, drives traffic into stores. Um, so it's been really successful. And then, you know, Toto, um, you know, we're both, um, you know, I, we really love her cookie dough. It's really delicious. It's really clean and functional. So that really just made sense. Um, so yeah, we're really working on, on building out our partnerships. We have some really big ones planned for next year that we can't speak about yet, but, um, they really help with that brand awareness and, um, and just reach a whole new audience. Yeah. So I'd be curious, like what's, what's next for Sunscoop? You know, are you guys going to stay in the ice cream aisle? Do you see yourselves ever expanding beyond your pints? Um, 
without sharing too much, but kind of like, where is your head at with, with ice cream as it stands? Yeah. I mean, my, my vision for Sunscoop while we're starting in pints, there's so much more that can be done and so much more that we want to do to grow our portfolio. Um, and so we are, we're actually launching our first novelty item, uh, later this year, it was picked up by a national retailer. So we're launching it nationwide and I'm happy to share a little bit about, a little bit about it. Um, you know, the market is definitely, um, buyers and, and buyers and consumers are excited about novelty. And part of Sunscoop is we like to disrupt, disrupt. We like to innovate what hasn't been done, or maybe it has, but it, it hasn't tasted great or had good ingredients. We didn't want to just do ice cream bars or cookie sandwiches. So you're going to be seeing, um, they're called sun drops and they're ice cream bonbons. They're cookie dough stuffed with ice cream and wrapped in a chocolate shell. Um, and they oh are God. the most delicious thing we've ever made. So get ready. That's the biggest thing we have going on this this year and moving into next year. Um, and you'll also be seeing a brick and mortar from us next year where we're planning that out now. So we definitely um, are, are eager to get into that, um, to leverage, you know, that to build our brand. Yeah. yeah. I think that also, you know, it's been such a challenge to get these sun drops made. Um, they, yeah. you know, you have to find a co-packer that you trust that can make it, that has the right machinery. Yeah. Um, and then cogs are involved. And so every like CPG company or startup in general that you see, like the number of things that they want to make that they are like pushing forward is, you know, like what's on the shelf is just the tip of the iceberg. It's so hard to get a product from ideation to being on the shelf. Um, and these have been an incredible <laughs> journey for us full of like major highs and major lows. Um, but I'm, feeling like we're getting to the point where it's going to happen and um it's really exciting but yeah those those drops we just like showed up at expo west with them and gave them out to very select people and everybody loved them we were like all right because we're making <laughs> these go for it yeah <laughs> yeah we i i was pitching this buyer for months they actually didn't accept our pints um so i i told them that i had a new innovation a new novelty i didn't have anything at the time right i did know that there was a co-packer that can make them i didn't have packaging i didn't have a recipe so chelsea handmade our our sun drops in her kitchen brought them in a in a in a container um i mocked up some packaging put it in a fancy laminated you know binder and she, her mind was blown she said yes at expo west so that that's really how um how they sort of came to fruition. But yeah, as Chelsea was saying, um, we could speak this whole 45 minutes just on the journey to make a new <laughs> innovation. Um, but yeah, so it, a lot goes into it and we're excited to share a little bit more behind the scenes um, as, we, as we prepare to launch these. That's so exciting. So you mentioned the shelves and I know grocery is always a challenge in navigating those, the crowded shelves as we like to call them. How do you guys feel like the best way to navigate these crowded shelves, especially as more and more companies are coming out with quote unquote non-dairy ice creams or, you know, novelty ingredients, novelty flavors? Like what do you guys feel like is working um, with what you're doing to turn those velocities or get things off the shelves? 
Yeah, I mean, demos have been really successful for us. They're extremely expensive, but demos have been wildly successful because once you actually taste Unscoop, um, you want to purchase it. So we've definitely been doing a lot of demoing. Again, these pop-ups have been really successful for us because we hand out a lot of coupons, which will drive traffic to stores. Um, you know, we're, you know, the packaging is, I think, pretty innovative. Um, you know, we put, you know, a beautiful rainbow prism and, and really unique flavor descriptions. But yeah, it's, it's really tough. And we're, we're always innovating and trying to figure out how to um, stand out on the shelf for someone that hasn't tasted it. And we're still figuring that out for sure. Yeah. And I think that that's why, you know, the novelty market is such a big deal for us right now. And we're going, you know, all hands on deck moving forward because there is more slotting space there that's open and there's a lot of room for innovation there. Um, and I think, you know, once we get in there, that will help also drive people to buy more of our pints. Um, so I think it's a constant learning experience and you have to have a really good sales team and a really good ops team who's kind of constantly looking over what's changing, what's doing well. Um, and, you know, not freak out at, <laughs> at every moment and like want to completely change your lineup or anything like that. Um, there's a lot of, you know, strategy behind it. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm going to hit you guys with some of our rapid fire questions. We can each, the, no pressure. First thing that comes to mind, each of you can answer each question. Um, and if you can't think of an answer, you can pass it. We can, we can play that way. Um, favorite sun scoop flavor. We'll start with an easy one. I think mine is mint chip. It's just mint chip. <laughs> it's just my baby. I spent, I think it's so well balanced and there's so many crazy spirulinas and spinach powder and things going on in there. And it's just absolutely delicious. So I'm just super proud of it to this day. Yeah, I think ours is our is our best chocolate ever. <laughs> There's a reason we re renamed it that. We used to be dark cacao with reishi, and it truly is the best chocolate on the market, the best chocolate I've ever had. I am so incredibly proud of our chocolate. Favorite way to eat ice cream? Like, do you eat it as a milkshake, as a sandwich with toppings? Like, We recently made an espresso martini with our cold brew swirl. And it was like everything you needed to make a cold brew swirl minus the liquor. And it was just perfection. So I would say currently, um, <laughs> this martini with our cold brew swirl. Um, I really like, we've had, um, we had this like influx of cones sent to our office recently. So like I'll secretly like at lunch, I'll like truly get like a cheap Keebler cone <laughs> and eat a scoop of our ice cream on it. And it's like, I, I make these like tiny little scoops and it's just such a nice treat. So I like Love a cone. That. Love that. <laughs> Besides ice cream, your go-to lunch. Mm. Go-to lunch. I live across from Erwan, so I'm a bit of a monster. I feel like I'm spending way too much time, but like, you know, when I used to work in fashion, I, the way I used to light up at Nordstrom's, that's how I feel at, at Erwan now. Um, I light up when I walk in there, but yeah, I would say, um, you know, anything from there right now. A anything. Anything. <laughs> we had Kabir, uh, who work, who's uh, at, on the team at Erwan, and he 
he was talking about, you know, their cauliflower in like the highest regards. And I'm it's like, so yeah, good. I know, I'm drooling over here. <laughs> I yeah, just bought some today. That's exactly what I love. Like their buffalo broccoli, their buffalo coated broccoli. I stick it in my broiler, make it crunchy, and I just eat it with my fingers, and it's just perfect. <laughs> Yeah. I've been, if I work from home, I've been doing this like arugula and then I do some fishwife and then I use like an acid league um, vinegar and make a dressing and I feel like I'm on top of the world. Uh, all the great <laughs> shout outs. Just was chatting with Becca. We had Scott on the pod. Look at all these shout outs. Um, New Yorker LA. And I know that this is divine. So I'm going to say New York. I love the energy of New York my whole life. I, you know, I'm from the West coast, but people always thought I was from the East coast. Um, it was the best place ever to launch a business. I, so I, it holds such a special place in my heart. Yeah. I would say Denver. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I hate Denver. <laughs> I don't, but I actually have this huge, um, I really believe that starting a business in the middle of the country somewhere is extremely advantageous, but anyways, personally, yeah, New York. That's fair. Um, I love it. We just went back to visit for the super goop truck and it's really, there's so much good energy there to start a business and so much drive and a lot of action and getting meetings and stuff that just isn't the case in Los Angeles, but as a place to live in your thirties, it's much more conducive to sleeping and resting and exercising. That's fair. <laughs> so we like to ask all of our guests how they subscribe to wellness. So what are some things that each of you do on a daily basis that not only makes you a better version of yourself, but be able to show up to keep Sunscoop running and going and thriving? I, I got a puppy not too long ago. So Ooh. I'm just constantly walking all around with him. Anytime I need a breather, we're walking around Venice. I get really inspired walking through the Ven Ven Venice walk streets. Um, I'm constantly walking through them, manifesting my dream home. Um, so I would say long, long walks with my love Ziggy um, have been really helpful for me lately. I think that as a team in general, we're really good about boundaries um even though we're like really close I think that we're really good about taking time for ourselves and um I think that I don't know I feel like I, I rest more than I used to and obviously exercise and yoga is extremely important to me so I think just maintaining that balance um especially when when it's a startup it's kind of your whole life and you think about it all the time you dream about it so you have to have escapes. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Where can our listeners learn more about Sunscoop? Yeah, so they should definitely check out sunscoop.com. Uh, our Instagram handle is also sunscoop. Uh, that's the best way to find us. And if you're interested in purchasing, we sell it nationwide online. And there's also a store locator that you can find us in Whole Foods and a bunch of other retailers. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so Thank much. You. So much fun. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of week filled with wellness, and we'll see you next time.